I'll tell you, he's one of America's greatest entertainers at this point. I go so far to say that. If you have never seen Frank Ferrante, you are in for a treat by seeing him. He's in a show now called Cabaret Zazu Luminaire. Frank, it's good to talk to you. Steve, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, You know, the first time I saw you on stage, you were actually uh, in a show where you were playing Groucho Marx. And you've done that show all over the country for many, many years. I've, I've interviewed you on the radio about that. And, and I want to bring it up for one particular reason here. Uh, we recently acquired a kitten. And we were going to name that kitten Barney Fife. But people didn't get it. They said to me over and over, why are you naming your kitten after a purple dinosaur? So we decided the kitten actually has a mustache. So we thought, this is perfect. We named the kitten, and he, it turns out his personality fits exactly right. After you, in a way, we named the kitten Groucho. <laughs> Isn't every every kitten, every cat really a Groucho when it comes down to it? No, 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 no. No, he's got a sense <laughs> of humor, great. That's and he's funny. That's that's where I'm going with that. Ah, uh, uh, well, that's great. And he's kind of like an African explorer. Do, <laughs> do you, what, what, what... What was it in the first place that, you know, I mean, everyone knows, or I hope they do, the name Groucho Marx. So many people have seen those classic movies. They still air over and over and over again, especially around the holidays, I believe. Mm-hmm. What is it about Groucho Marx that so fascinated you? Well, I, it's a great question, and that's why you do what you do. <laughs> I fell in love with, with Groucho when I was about nine or ten years old, and I found him... So, and that was through his films first, through uh, films like A Day at the Races and then you know, Duck Soup and so forth. And I was completely enamored with his irreverence. He was so free and saying things that were so outrageous and doing things that were so outrageous on screen along with his brothers, Harpo and Chico. And as a kid, it took my breath away, Steve. I, I'd never seen anything like it. And you know, I was a self-conscious kid, and I was taught by nuns, and there were a lot of rules, and here I was looking at these three wild men on my TV set just doing what they wanted to do, and it, it just cracked me open. I realized, oh, life can be different than, than it is in a classroom uh, in, in where I was, where, where they were free. And I think it's the freedom and irreverence of Groucho Marx that I loved. And that, that's how it began, and then I just was propelled into my local library as a result i wanted to learn everything about the marx brothers about comedy comedians uh of the past and and present at the time which was the 70s so and he was having fun and uh and he was making me laugh and i wanted to be part of that world and lo and behold that became the case did you ever meet his you probably couldn't have met groucho but perhaps his son arthur or or someone else well, in the family I met I met Groucho when I was a boy. Wow. My father my father took the day off of work, and at the time I was thirteen. And Groucho Marx was at the end of his life. He was just short of his eighty sixth birthday, and he was a superhero to me, Steve. And um, Groucho was promoting a book in Los Angeles uh, downtown, and he showed up several hours late, but he finally shows up, and he's shuffling and glassy eyed, wearing his beret. He could barely move, but I followed Groucho to Marx to the to the stage, and I sat at Groucho's feet, my hero, and he started mumbling through this presentation, and all of us 
or holding our breath collectively, the audience, mostly young people like me, mm-hmm. 20s and younger. I was a teenager. And someone asked Groucho the question, Groucho, are you making any new Marx Brothers movies? He took this long pause and said, no, I'm answering stupid questions. <laughs> And the audience went nuts. And though the body was shot, the mind was still there. A woman asked him, Groucho, what do you dream about? And he looked at her and said, not you. (laughs) And so it was a glorious, glorious moment. And so he lived up to my expectation uh, in in terms of his wit. And he used humor as as a survival mechanism his whole life. As for his family, his son Arthur is the one who hired me to portray Groucho Marx, his father, in New York, London, and Arthur, Marks, and I were, were best friends for, for 25 years up until Arthur's passing uh, over a decade ago. And I was close with Groucho Marx's daughter, Miriam. I, you know, I was the trustee for both of his kids. What? I was intimately close to his family. Uh, they were family to me. So I had this, I had this really remarkable connection to the Marx legacy, and uh, I'm really proud of that. And I feel like I'm perpetuating that style of humor uh, to this day, through the characters I do and through my work in Chicago and uh, and throughout the United States. Well, I want to talk about your work in Chicago. Cafere, let me do that again. Cabaret Zazoo Luminaire. And that <laughs> is happening right now. This is a unique show. I mean, really unique show. It's an exciting, upbeat show. And we'll talk about that when we come back right here on WGN. We're talking with Frank Ferrante who's starring in Cabaret Zazoo Luminaire right here in Chicago. Frank, this is a different kind of show. It's it's a little bit of everything. It's like the Ed Sullivan show and more, a lot more, right in front of your face. Is that at all right? Well, it, it, I think so, Steve. It's accurate in that it is a variety show. There are great acts from all over the world, like Ed Sullivan would do on his variety show. We have contortionists and aerialists and singers, and I'm the interact. I'm a comedian. I do a lot of interactive comedy, improv, uh, great singing by Liv Warfield and James Harkness, juggling by by Victor Key, who's considered one of the, if not the world's greatest juggler. And so you have these incredible acts, and then there's a five person band, some of Chicago's greatest musicians, including Chuck Webb, um, who is the band leader. And then there's a four course, the difference is there's a four course meal and it's live, of course. And it's in the most, I think, stunning, um, venue in the city. It's, it's, you would never know it was there. It's in the theater district, Steve. And it's on the, as you know, and it's on the 14th, 15th, and 16th floor at the Cambria Hotel, which is in the same building as the Nederlander right there on, on, on Randolph. And you go up to the 14th floor of the Cambria and you get off the elevator and you, and you've entered uh, this world of, of opulence and imagination. A hundred-year-old tent was shipped over from Belgium, and then the pieces of this, 3,000 pieces of this tent from Belgium were lowered in from the ceiling and, and reassembled, tongue and groove, not a hammer and nail. And it's beautiful. It's, there's stained glass. There's hand-carved wood and this beautiful, you know, burgundy fabric. And um, it's a stunning venue. You feel like you're in, an, in another world very, very European vibe, vintage, romantic, and there's a full bar. And so it is like Ed Sullivan, but, it's, but set uh, within this remarkable venue and space. And I get to be the uh, basically the, the comic lead. It's, it's a variety show, and my character invades that, that 
that variety show. It's a big laugh show. I'm really proud of it. And um, there was another show like it prior, and it's now now it's Cabaret Zazu. And the response, thankfully, has been has been so positive. But I think it's very much in the tradition of Chicago entertainment. It's got a supper club feel. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a it's comedy. It's got musical elements, and it feels like the Chicago and people have referenced. It feels like a a supper club. It has that kind of fun vibe that Chicago had in the 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s and conjures that feeling. It's, it's a lot a, of fun. It's, co- it's complete escape, I think. I mean, as you kind of allude to, I mean, you go up in, into the elevators and elevator doors open and you're suddenly, when those doors open, in another world. And the show itself includes such a wide variety of acts and uh, you even have a contortionist. I, I'm not sure what Paul Lisnick is doing in the show, but that's another story. <laughs> but you also oh, yeah. have, <laughs> but you also have a juggler from mm-hmm. Ukraine. That's right. I, I'm, I'm curious if it's come mm-hmm. up that that juggler would be particularly happy to be here on one hand, but on the other, so concerned about family back home. It's a great question. He, uh, it's Victor Key, and he was on America's Got Talent. It's one of the most sensational acts I, I've ever seen. I've been doing, I've been in, in, in the theater for 35 plus years. His wife is the contortionist, but he was, his wife, he's got two little kids. He's married to the contortionist in the show, Olsey. And they were there when it was all happening, when the war broke out. <clears throat> Excuse me. Really? And so he is happy to be here. And, um, but, you know, I, he showed me photos recently of the damage and the, <clears throat> sorry, I've got a little frog in my throat. Let him out. He might suffocate. Um, and, <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, he's, uh, it's a remarkable thing that he's here, but we have, she's from Mongolia. Our, our trio of, of acrobats are from the UK. And, um, no, it, that's the beauty of the show is that you, it, it's the diversity of it. Uh, we have every, you know, an age range. <clears throat> Sorry. We have an age range and uh, just a, a diverse uh, collection of, of talent uh, on, in that, under that tent. But well, um, I, I that's the thing about the circus is that it's, you know, it's open to everyone. So is the theater. That's why, you know, when, when people over, over the generations couldn't get into other businesses, the entertainment world was always open to people of color, to, to immigrants. So, same with, uh, same with uh, sports. I always feel, but uh, it's a very welcoming world. And wait till you see uh, Victor Key do his act. It's, it's off the charts, Steve. And speaking of off the charts, I mean, you may not know the name Liv Warfield, but you might, because she's been on TV and all sorts of different programs, hasn't she? Well, she's remarkable. She's from Peoria, Illinois. She's, you know, right technically here. a local. Yeah, she yeah, is. she's a local. And for years, I think about seven or eight years, the last years of Prince's life, she was one of his singers. She sang with Prince, uh, and she was discovered by Prince. And she's of the highest caliber, and um, she she has some surprises unrelated to singing in the show. Um, the show is directed by Drea Weber, who's an aerialist and an actor herself. And uh, the vibe of it is 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 stunning. It's it's very beautiful. The show, the lighting, the costumes. It's it's a, it's a Broadway show plus the the costumes. Deeper by Beaver Bauer, and you know, the costumes can inform. I, I play this over the top character, and when you put her costumes on, you take on that costume. But Liv Warfield, I've never heard anyone like Liv ever. Did, did you and, say uh, she that the from the heart? Did you say yes? 
Did you say the juggler and the contortionist are husband and wife? They are. They are. What, what happens there? How many kids do they have? But no, I'll, well, I'll stop. No, I don't want to know. I don't want to. Do you think the show, Frank, gives you the opportunity to shine in a way as a performer that most performers just don't have that opportunity? Yeah, Steve, it's the strangest thing. I've done plays. I've done musicals. I've done you know, all forms of entertainment on stage. This allows me to sing and, and, and do stand-up in a way. I do interactive comedy. I play a character, Forte the Bellhop, and, you know, and I'm Italian, 100% Italian, and I bring that to, uh, to, the, to the performance. I start off as a bellhop who has to sub for the host. Uh, who cannot make it that night. And then I have high aspirations. I become this incredible, this band leader. Uh, and then I take over the show as a band leader. And it allows me to do, to exercise different parts of my, my skill, I think. Um, I, I'm an actor by first and foremost, and I've become a comedian over the years because of playing Groucho Marx. And I've become a good improv guy because of Groucho, who was a master at improv. And I've been doing this form of, of entertainment, the, the Cirque world, the, the, this variety form, for over 20 years. So it's very unusual what I do, because the show, what I do is part theater, part stand-up, part musical, part play. There's nothing quite like it, and it's very satisfying. And once you do something like this, Steve, it's hard to go back to more traditional forms, to go back into a play or a musical, because I have so much freedom. This is the first time in my life, in over 30-plus years, that at the end of the week, after six shows or more, I'm not tired. I'm not exhausted. I'm so invigorated by, mm. by the fun of the show. I've never had so much fun. And I figure if I'm having this much fun, the audience is. And they are. So there's something about, and maybe part of it is the times we're in, Steve. It's, as you know, it's, uh, we've come through so much. And to be able to hear people laugh and to engage with people and to see people smile and be surprised. I always think that this works because people are absolutely surprised. And everyone, no one in the audience should be able to do what we're doing on stage. I remember a director once said that to me. No one, if you sit in at the cap, at Cabaret Zazu, you know you're not going to be dangling from a rope or doing backflips or juggling like that or, or improving like that. And that's what, we, that's what we're doing. We're trying to to go beyond what, what humans should be able to do. Uh, I'm, <laughs> well, always, I've, I'm always impressed with my, my colleagues because literally some of it is death-defying. Death that's there's, not there that's a, scary. I, in this, well, I, I, I was just going to say, I hope they're well-insured. You know, we're actually they out are. of time, Frank. I promise to have you back. It's a joy to talk to you. Uh, for further information, it is Cabaret Zazu, Z-A-Z-O-U, Com. Frank Ferrante, thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Steve. Thanks for your time.